A fascinating sicha. The sicha is going to explore some of the basic passages in the Haggadah, specifically in Magid, and we're going to ask a series of questions, one after each of the passages, one after the next, question upon question. Half the sicha is actually just questions. And then we're going to give one answer that entirely transforms the meaning of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the meaning of the Seder, the meaning of Magid, that one answer will answer all the questions and at the same time give us a whole new understanding. What are we celebrating this Pesach and every Pesach? What is happening on the night of the Seder? And how this is actually something that is fundamental to being a Yid and to Yiddishkeit of the entire year. So it's a longer Sicha, not a hard Sicha, but a longer Sicha. So we'll try to move a little quicker than usual. And it's going to be amazing. It's known that there are differences between the obligation that we have every day to remember Yitzias Mitzrayim, going out of Mitzrayim, versus the obligation on the eve of Pesach. One of these differences are the rest of the year, it's enough to just remember it, to mention it. But on the eve of Pesach, the mitzvah is to relate the story of going out of Mitzrayim. Not just to mention it, but to tell the story. As the Rambam says, it is a mitzvah asay from the Torah to relate, to tell over the miracles and wonders that occurred to our ancestors in Mitzrayim. And since the telling of the story and remembering Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is an important foundation and a strong pillar in our Torah and in our Amunah, in our faith, and many mitzvahs, both the mitzvahs, I say the positive mitzvahs and the negative mitzvahs, are connected with Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And therefore, often in our davening and in our brachis, we say the words that this mitzvah that we're doing is Zechel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, is a remembrance to the fact that we went out of Mitzrayim. Is move on as in them sipper you see as Mitzrayim, but El Pesach vert oichareis gebracht dem toichen veinyan klolif in Yitzias Mitzrayim. So since in general Yitzias Mitzrayim is so fundamentally connected to our Torah and to our Yiddishkeit, so it's obvious that in the story of Yitzias Mitzrayim on the night of Pesach, it also highlights the centrality of. The Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Vida Siza Yisrael Gadol, Vamit Chazabu Teresenu, as it is a fundamental uh, and a pillar of our Teda. How so? The Mitzvah for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is in time of Lil Pesach, Lenin Ben Up from the Posik, Vigala Tolavincha. But thus is the Mitzvah from Zagan de Agada. So where do we. What's the origin of the, of the Mitzvah of telling the story? Because the Teda tells us, Vigala Tolavincha, that we should tell over. 
the mitzvah, we should tell over the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and therefore it's called Haggadah. The, 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 the Sefer, the book that we read from is called Haggadah, because it's all part of this mitzvah of Vigadatah. So now, so now we're going to search for the this fundamental element that we find in the night of Pesach and how it relates to the rest of Yiddishkeit. So the first thing we have to understand is that the midst of Yisrael Mitzrayim, it comes from Vigal Talavincha. So we're going to look in the Haggadah to see, to find in the Haggadah this Yisrael Gadel and this Amud Chazak, this important foundation of Yiddishkeit. Since generally speaking, the most the, the 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 when is something most emphasized either in the very beginning of something or in the end of it is Muvan. As the Teichen Sipravitzis Mitzrayim V and Dem is Mudgishat as the Teichen of Inyan Klali. So so the the theme of the story of Mitzis Mitzrayim as it as it is emphasized as a general. Important idea is the ikir and the raschala v'siyum fun the ikir nusach ha'agada shetik nuchacham chayv alakem. We'll find it both in the beginning as in the end of the, of the main nusach of the hagada that the chachamim established as an obligation. In other words, if I want to find where in in, in Pesach do I find this 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 foundational uh, uh, idea? It'll be in the beginning of the Haggadah. It'll be in the beginning of the main part of the Haggadah. It'll be in the end of the main part of the Haggadah. The Mishnah tells us when the Chachamim established the Haggadah, they established it in a way that we should start with the derogatory. We should start with the negative events that were in the beginning. And then we should end with the praiseworthy events that were at the end. So there's two opinions. What is called maschil bignus? What is the derogatory that we start with? Either mitchilas avadim ayinu, from the beginning of the passage, avadim ayinu, the fact that we were slaves in Mitzrayim is a gnus, is something negative. Un mitchila Or a little bit later on in the Haggadah, where it starts, the, uh, the relating the events going back to Terach and the fact that we started out as idol worshippers. So we want to look at the beginning of the Haggadah to find this fundamental rule, this fundamental uh, element uh, in Yiddishkeit. We're going to start either with Avadim Hayinu or with Mitchila Evdevedezara, both of which are in the beginning of the Haggadah, the beginning of the, of the Maschil Bignus, the beginning of the Nusach that the Chachamim established. The next thing we're going to look at is the piske the passage that begins with the words v'hishamda, which is der siyum von inyim mitzrayim un arayin fir zum chelik ikri sipur sipur elav and ve'yakayv der v'deirish me'arami evedavi. The v'hishamda is the end of the very beginning of this maschil begnus, and it leads in to the stories of Lavan and Yaakov, which is the which is the longer form of the story of how the Yidden ended up in Mitzrayim and ultimately had to leave Mitzrayim. So if we're looking for this, what's the most uh, uh, important parts of the Haggadah to find this uh, this Yisoyed Gadol? Avodim Ayinu, Mitchila Evdevei and Vihisha Amda, all of which are part of the Maschil, of the Haschala, the beginning of the Haggadah, the Iker Nusach that the Chacham established.
oich. Additionally, the baldas laid them nusacha goda. Vita minig avishanagu call you so many days. Hey, been on for Helach Mahanya, was bezogar with Hila. Nochfarman is tano since the way the nusach is established for many generations that we begin even before Manishtana with the passage of Helach Mahanya is move and it's understood as Eichen Deras Chala is Mudikistana Kodaklalis. This is also part of the beginning. In this beginning, there is also going to be a, 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 a overarching, a, a general theme that relates to the night and relates to Yiddishkeit. So we have the beginning, either the beginning, beginning before Manishtana, Heilach Ma'anya, or the beginning of the Ikinusacha Agada, which is Mitchila Evdeve Dezara, sorry, Avadam Ayinu, Mitchila Evdeve Dezara, and Vihisha Amda. So too, if you look at the conclusion of the part where we tell over the miracles and wonders that the Abish did for us in that time, which is the Siyum Apiska from Kama Mailas Tevis Lamakamaleinu, the end of the passage that begins with Kama Mailas Tevis Lamakamaleinu, which is more commonly known as Dayenu. And after that, there's another uh, 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 a passage, which ends with the words, that the Abishter built for us a chosen house for which, at which we are able to be, receive atonement for our Averis. So to So if we want to truly understand what is this general theme of the Haggadah and the story of Tzitzis we're going to have to first explain a number of various questions and nuances in these above-mentioned passages. So first the Rebbe established for us which are the most important, in a certain sense, the most important piskois, passages from the Haggadah, which ends with and then he tells us once you understand these passages then we'll understand the theme of the night we'll understand what is the Haggadah telling us what is the and how does it affect the rest of Yiddishkeit so in the next uh, Beis, Gimel, Dalet, Hei, Vav, Zayin, Ches, the next eight Isis, we're going to explore and analyze these Piskois, these passages. We're going to ask a bunch of questions. And, and then in Sif Tesanon, we're going to answer the questions and, and uh, come back to understand all of these answers. Hey, Lach, Sif Beis, Hey, Lach, Ma'anya, Diachalu, Avasana, Ba'adadim, Etzrayim. This passage comes right after the beginning of Magid. From them is verstandig at das was man sagt die Piske beim Anfang von Abrichten dem Seder. From this we understand the fact that we're saying this passage at the beginning of the performing the Seder is not nur der Fahr was ihr taken ist zum Asmen sein zum Seder Tisch die alle das haben nicht die Zorche asude war Pesach. It's not just to invite the people to the Seder table those who are in need of the the uh, Pesach. Uh, uh, necessities. Because then it should have said before the Seder even begins. As soon as one comes home from Shul, or even earlier when he is still in Shul. Someone who is in need means someone who might need wine for the four cases. Including the first cup of Kiddush. And we already did Kiddush. So if we're solely trying to invite, uh, uh, offer needs to the people who need, we should have said it before Kiddush. 
So therefore, since we're saying it now in the beginning of Magid, must be it must be that it is an introduction and an opening to the story and therefore it comes in the Agadah right after we start and where, where the, the simon, the, the uh, section of Magid begins. Is not moving. So right away we have a question. Was is the shaykhs from the alle drei in Yonim in der Piske zum Inyan von Zippur with Tzitzim Tzayim? Hey, Lachmanya has three sections. One is saying this is the bread of poverty that they, our ancestors ate in Mitzrayim. Two is when we invite an offer, anybody who's hungry, anybody who needs to come join, uh, join our Seder. And three, the, 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 the hope that although now we are in Golos and now we are Avdin, we are slaves, but next year we will be free people, next year we will be in Yerushalayim. So the question is, what is the connection between these three parts of the, of the Heilach Ma'anya to the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Actually, if we look at these, the meaning of these words, we'll see just the opposite. The first part of the passage, the fact that our fathers, our ancestors ate this bread of poverty in the land of Mitzrayim is not telling us the, the exodus, the going out of Mitzrayim, it's telling us about the suffering in Mitzrayim. Also the end where we uh, acknowledge the fact that we are still slaves, we are still here, not in Eretz Yisrael, we're emphasizing the fact that we're in Golos, which is the exact opposite of redemption. So how does this passage fit in to the story of Yisrael Mitzrayim? In the Mkolos, Seder HaMitzvah Soanyanim Bilil Zeh HaShata Ubereisham Amiris HaGadot Sipur B'Tzis Mitzrayim Tazlai Mudgus V'Nikar Diminyan Fon HaShata Cheros In the, in, in, in the uh, story, in the, everything that we're doing tonight, the mitzvahs, the Inyanim, that we're discussing now, this year, starting with the story of Tzis Mitzrayim, we should be emphasizing and making obvious the fact that now we're free. Which is why we have to do everything to this night in a manner of luxuriousness, freedom. And instead, we're talking about slavery and the lack of freedom that we are experiencing right now. So, Sif Gimel is going to try to answer this question. Maybe the idea of Heilach Ma'anya is to emphasize that our ancestors were in Mitzrayim, but we are not in Mitzrayim. So therefore there's a certain sense of freedom that we're not like our ancestors. As the mechuvan is in them, the mechuvan in them is al derech bidi mishlezok maskel begnus umesayim mishvach. The fact that we're saying that we are right now in Galus, but next year we'll be in Yerushalayim. It's similar to what we said before that we're supposed to start with the negative and end with the positive. We're starting with the negative. We're saying we're all, we're actually here now, which was not uh, the geula, but next year this geula is coming. The shvach is coming. But this is not a good answer. We might, it's a suggested answer, but it's not a good answer for two reasons. Aleph, 
If this is part of the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, to say that we are, that our fathers were in Mitzrayim, our ancestors were in Mitzrayim, we are not, then this passage would have belonged after Manishtana. Because after Manishtana, after the children asked the question, we're supposed to tell the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim as an answer to their question. So if this Heilach Manya is merely part of the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, then it belongs after Manishtana. As we'll see later in the end of this Seif, that I was going to say that the fact that it's before Manashtana means that it has a much more general theme that is connected to, but not part of the actual story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which is why it's here, uh, which is why it's before Manashtana. But for now, we're just saying very simple. If you're answering to me that this is just part of the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, then it doesn't belong here. It belongs after Manashtana once we're answering the questions of the children. Bez. Another reason why, especially when we use the words maschil bignus, that this is the gnus, the negative, that we're still here, but the, ultimately we're going to be in, in Eretz Yisrael and Yerushalayim, it doesn't fit. Because the inyif of maschil bignus, the whole purpose of why we start with the negative is to highlight and to have the praise, the positive stand out, past not of an Indian Shavar only works if it's if we're talking about in the past. With regards to the fact that we begin with the fact that we were slaves to Pare, with the fact that in the beginning, before Avram's times, we were idol worshippers, and then we end off with the praiseworthiness. Hashem took us out from Mitzrayim. Now the Abishter brought us closer to his worship, to worship him. Because when you do it like this, when you start with the negative, when you start with how bad it was, and then you say, and now things have turned around, things are better. So now this highlights and this emphasizes and it's more felt the, 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 the beauty of what had happened. And therefore it makes the person feel the freedom. But this is all if you're looking in hindsight. This doesn't work if you're still in the middle presently in the negative. Although we're davening and we're sure. The word in parenthesis menachem. The Mephoshiah says that this this that this Heilachma is meant to comfort us that the Gula is coming as it's only a hope. It's only a feeling that's connected with something that's going to be in the future. It doesn't make us feel good, free now in this night, if we're still slaves now, if we're still in Galus. So the whole idea of maskel v'gnusu m'sayim b'shvach works in the past. If you're telling a story, you say it started out very bad, and then it got good. So you say, wow, it's amazing. But if you're still in the bad and you haven't seen the good yet, even though you hope and you're sure and you're confident that it's coming, it still doesn't make you feel amazing right now because the good has yet to come. So this idea that we're telling you that our father, our ancestors were in Mitzrayim, but we are not. But we are Hashata Halcha. We're still here in Golos. But it, and that's the Gnus, which we're hoping for the Shvach to come. It, 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 it doesn't really fit. So therefore, we're back to our question. What 
is the significance, what is the meaning of this passage of Hey Lach Ma'anya, and how does it connect to the Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Kenal in the Tzvetar Baba. Similarly, we have to understand the second part of this Hey Lach Ma'anya. Seems like a very logistical uh, statement. How does it connect to Magid? How does it connect to the story with Sismit Zrayim? It seems very practical. A person might be hungry. A person might have, uh, might, might be needing certain things. So you tell him, here, I'm ready to offer it to you. But how does that fit with the whole story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? And therefore we must conclude. Even though it's not part of this actual story of Because then it would come after Manishtana as an answer to the children's question. So although it's not directly connected to, it's not a, a part of the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it nevertheless is relevant to the, the theme of Magid, to the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's a, a general introduction. And it dispels a very a major question that is relevant to the entire order of the night. And in the story of Mitzrayim. And as we'll get to later on in the Sicha. So you're going to have to be a little bit patient to get back to this, but he's giving you a glimpse into the answer. That Heilach Ma'anya is coming to answer a major question that is relevant to the whole night, that is relevant to the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and therefore needs to be introduced even before we begin the questions of Manishtana and the answers that the, that the answer that the father gives to his children, and, and later on will actually explain to you what this means. Siv Dalit, we're going to have another question also in Heilach Ma'anya. It's a question that many of the Mepharshim of the Haggadah ask. It says that the Yidin ate this bread in the land of Mitzrayim. This matzah was eaten after they went out of Mitzrayim. Why did it say It's not understood that it's why it says that this bread of poverty was eaten in the land of Mitzrayim. The matzah that we eat in Pesach is connected with the matzah that was eaten when the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim. Not with the matzah that was as the Haggadah clearly states, this matzah that we are eating, it's because the, the dough of our forefathers, of our ancestors, did not have enough time to rise. Like the Pasik says, they baked, the matzah, they baked their dough into crackers, into matzahs, because they were expelled from Mitzrayim, which means that this became our, which means that this all happened after the one on Mitzrayim. So why does the Haggadah say that it's those Eaten in Mitzrayim. Under Teretz was vergebracht, and the Mepharshim bring an answer. As the Eden of in Mitzrayim, he guessed matzah. And the Eden ate matzah also in Mitzrayim. To spice in the Shvuim in matzah, it was the custom to feed captives with matzah. Because it's hard and does not digest quickly like Chametz does. And therefore, you have to give less of it. They stay full for longer. Or the Svarnu says that they would eat the bread, this bread, because they did this matzah, because they didn't have time 
to let their dough rise because the taskmasters were rushing them to do more work so they, would eat, they, would, they wouldn't have a chance to make proper dough and they would bake matzah. Frecht up their ma'aral, but the ma'aral refutes these, this answer. This is something that contradicts the psukim, contradicts the truth. We don't find anywhere, not in Chumash, not in the Mishnah, not in the Gemara. That the Yidden would feed, that the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, would feed matzah to the Yidden. Additionally, if that's what the, the, the Baal HaGadah intended, that they ate matzah in Mitzrayim because uh, uh, the, the, the Egyptians were giving them bad food or whatever it is, then the author of the Haggadah would have brought a, a source to it. Everything in the Haggadah, the whole story, if you look at the story, he's always going back to the Psukim to back the story that he's telling us and that we're relating, uh, ultimately, with a Pasik that supports it. So if this is the fact, then the, then the Balagada would have brought a mucker for it. Clearly, if he doesn't, he doesn't bring a mucker, it's because that's not what he's saying. He, for some reason, he's saying that we're talking about the matzah, that the Yidin ate going out of Mitzrayim, and nevertheless, he calls it Be'ara de Mitzrayim. We have to understand why. So that is Be'elach Ma'anya. Basically, we asked, what is the, the, the connection between Be'elach Ma'anya and the story of going out of Mitzrayim? Especially since it seems to be quite the contrary to to Geula, and number two, what is the meaning of the fact that the Haggadah says that we ate this matzah in the land of Mitzrayim? See, today we're going to talk about Avodah Mayinu Lefarim Mitzrayim. We were slaves to Parivets in Hashem the Kingdom of the Chazaka. The Abishar took us out with a strong arm. Had the Abishar not taken out our ancestors from Israel, Hari Anu Uva Nainu, then we and our children and grandchildren, Mishubadim Hayinu, we would still be enslaved to Parivets in Israel. Here too, we have a, 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 a question from the Mepharshim. The Gzeda of going down to Mitzrayim was that they, that they would be enslaved and tortured for 400 years. That's what Hashem told Abraham Avinu at the Bris Ben Abbasarim. What does this mean? Had Hashem not taken us out? The Golos could not have lasted longer than 400 years. And as soon as the 400 years have passed, the Yidin would have become unenslaved. And this next paragraph is a very important paragraph because it'll help us understand the answer. The answer is hidden in this next paragraph. If Yidin were inherently slaves, that's who they are. Then you would need to have an extra measure to, to, to change them, to pull them out from the mode of slavery into being free people. But since Yidin are inherently free people, it's only because of his Gzeda that Hashem said that the Bris bin Absalom Tavram, the Yidin become slaves. So after the designated amount of time uh, ends, so the Shibud, it, it ceases, it stops. The, the slavery. And they once again have to become free people. So since they were inherently free, and then there was this slavery imposed upon them, that once this imposition stops, they automatically become Bnechayrin. So why would we think that that uh, that if Hashem had not taken us out of Mitzrayim, we would still be slaves today? 
Men can it zogin and you can't answer? As much give darft uncum to the meitzei because baruch uchulu to the b'demvas the itzia is given nitnach dalat meishana no nach ridu. Maybe the what, what the balagada means is that we needed Hashem to take us out of Galus because it happened after four hundred years. Instead of instead of us being in Mitzrayim for four hundred years, we were in Mitzrayim for two hundred and ten years. So the gzeda ended early. Because number one, you can't answer that, that that's what you mean. Because th that is not really relevant to the act that we went out. The fact that we actually went out, it doesn't change of when it was. It's only relevant to the, how you count the 400 years. As David David didn't start counting 400 years from when we went down into Mitzrayim. David counted the 400 years from when Yitzchak was born. But it doesn't affect us, it, the if, it affects the when we went out, but it doesn't affect the if we would have gone out. So it doesn't change the fact that whenever that designated time would end, even if we would have started, even if we would have started earlier, at a certain point, the Yidden have to automatically become free. So what does it mean in the Agad of Eilu Leitzay? Because Baruch Hu, Hashem has not taken us out of Mitzrayim. We and our children and children's children would still be slaves to Paran. Shainis, Mirzaginari, Onu, Uvanenu, Uvanenu. We're not even talking about the the generations of the Yidden in Mitzrayim. We're talking about us, our children, children's children. Mishubad Menin Lefarav Mitzrayim is thus as Eich Onu, Uvanenu. But Noch Altsgan Mitzrayim. If we're talking about ourselves. Uh, that we would still be Mitzrayim, that's the opposite of what Hashem told Avram, that the fourth generation will return. Now, besides the fact that we're talking about 400 years, and after 400 years, even if we were going to not look at the number 400, let's still look at the generations. After four generations, the Galus ends. They used to promise. So, aside to the fact that 400 years have passed, aside to the fact that four generations have passed, how can we say that Hashem not, not taken us out of Mitzrayim, that we would still be slaves to Mitzrayim? So, this is, so this is the question we have in Avadim Ayinu. Why are we saying in Avadim Ayinu, in the passage of Avadim Ayinu, that had the Avis are not taken us out of Mitzrayim, we would still be in Galus? Now we're going to the next kata, which we also refer to as Maschil Bignus, according to one opinion. In the beginning, our ancestors were idol worshippers, and now the Avister brought us closer to worship. I'm going to ask two questions on this. One on the word Achshav, and one on the words Kervano Hamakim. We're referring, when we, the Abister brought us closer, what are we referring to? The first person that was brought close to Hashem. After Terach was an idol worshipper, Avram was the first person to know Hashem. Why are we saying now that now it happened? We should have said in the beginning our ancestors were idol worshippers, and then the Abister brought brought them closer to to worship him. To say the Achshav that, is, that we're talking about now, well, now while we're saying the Agoda seems uh, uh, inaccurate to the truth of the story. 
even before the Brisbane Abbasarim, we as very dot Gilak Brach Dirai from Pasik, as the Agoda brings its own Raya, for Eke Chesavichom Savram Evranor. But the Abish has said, I took your father. Avram, Me'evranar from the other side of the Nar, which is when Avram was 75 years old, which was way before the Brisbane Abbasarim. So, so, why are we using the words Vachshof? Base. The Teichena Agoda is the Sipra Bitsis Mitzrayim, Benisim, and Ifloish, and Asu, Lono, Uvachiruse. The way the story is told is the tel- telling the story of the wonders and miracles that happened to our fathers. The fact that we started out as idol worshippers isn't really directly connected to the story of Yisrael Mitzrayim. It's not part of the Nisim, it's not part of the Niflois. It's only that because the Chachamim tell us we should start with Gnus with the negative. So we have to we have to bridge the gap. We say in the beginning there was idolatry because this is what the Chachamim tell us to do. Maschil Gnus. And how do we get to the to, the, to going down to Mitzrayim? We have to say that afterwards the Avis that brought us closer. Jesus is coming to the Mitzrayim, and ultimately we ended up in Mitzrayim. But the Fisa is nitglatik, but the wording is not clear. Why do we have to emphasize that it was the Abister who brought us closer to his to, to worship him? The story is not about what Hashem did for us. The story is how we got there. How did we get to Mitzrayim? We started out as slaves. And then we became closer to Hashem. And then we ended up in Mitzrayim. So instead of saying, it should have better said, Avram became closer. Because that's the way the story is being told. The story is being told in a way that, that, that what happened to us. So why do we have to emphasize that Hashem is the one who, who, who created this closeness? From Kolaral is move on. And therefore we understand, as to see which is Mitzrayim, Magid is Negeah, this was Achshav, Kevonu HaMokim. Part of the story of Magid, part of the story which is Mitzrayim is, is the fact that now, even now, Hashem is bringing us closer to Him. Nid blei zacharkach benegeah tzavram, nor eich m'shaychas aladeiris itenbas nochim bis achshav kipshutai. Not just with regards to Avram, because then it would have said vacharkach, but it's relevant to all the deiris afterwards, all the way until Achshav, literally, until the now, till us Yidin sitting at our Seder table reciting the Haggadah. Kidil Likamon, and this too will be explained and understood later on in the Sikh. The next passage that we have to spoke, like the Rabbi said in the beginning of the Sikh, is from the fundamental passages, passages of the Haggadah, is Vihisham the Chulu. from Rashtain, here too we have two questions. Then the those, what the Hisham does says, that there are those that rise up against us to destroy us in every generation, and the Abishter saves us from their hands. 
So he says, had those people been tzaddikim, greater tzaddikim than the yidim, down vote give emphastic the chidus is half of the cane is a kasbarakumatslinum. Then we would understand the novelty uh, that the, although the, although they're, they're great tzaddikim, nevertheless a kasbaruch saves us from their hands. Since the people that are trying to destroy us in every generation are wicked and evil, why would we even think that they would be able to destroy the Yidden? We would have to praise and thank Hashem for saving us from their hands. Why would we even think that Hashem would consider that? We have to say thank you Hashem for saving us. They're evil, wicked people. Why would their, pl why would their plots and their E uh, evil ideas ever come to fruition. Especially as development in everything that's in the world is all for the sake of the Yiddin. And the word Bereshis tells us that, that the, the world was created for Reishis. Which is the Yiddin, which are the Yiddin, the Tachlis, when the Gantzmitzi is Kalef and Umasalem, is Bichtel Tzavis Lazare self in the Yiddin, that the whole purpose of creation, including the creation of the other nations, is all to help the Yiddin. I, for Vosea Lame Vaisenesnit, and the fact that they don't know that, the fact that this is not seen in, the, in, in an obvious way, is the tamdu from verstandik, but that's for an obvious reason. In order for there should be the concept of free choice, there should be something that we should overcome and transform. Had they, had the world recognized that that everything is for the yidden and they're just in the service of Hashem, then there would be no gashmius. There would there would be no real challenge of us being here in order for us to be able to choose good and to. Uh, 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 change, transform the, the negative, the, the worldliness of this world to Kedusha, to holiness, there has to be this, this uh, perspective that they are, that they have their own destiny, and that they have their own creation. But in truth, it doesn't change the reality and the truth that everything that exists in the world, including the nations that are trying to destroy us, are actually here for our good, to help us. And the fact that we are being saved from the nations that want to destroy us, it can't be any other way. They're there to serve us. They're not there to destroy us. So obviously they can't destroy us. So what is this wonderful thing that we're saying? We're praising Hashem for saving us from these other nations, the very nations that He created to help us. Obviously, they're not going to be able to destroy us. Base. Another question. That it wasn't, it wasn't just one time thing, but it constantly happening that the, that the, uh, that the nations want to destroy us. Since we're not talking about a one time event, but in every generation this happens again and again. How, do we, how does this passage relate specifically to the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Why is, why is this Nusach uh, uh, said specifically on the night of Pesach? Not on other times of salvation from the Yevishter. For example, Quite the contrary. In Golas Mitzrayim, the, the party wasn't necessarily trying to destroy the Jewish people entirely. Party only decreed against the males, the male babies that they should be thrown in the Nile River. But Lavan tried to destroy the entire family of Yaakov. 
So in the story of Pesach, it wasn't even a real Eimid Malenu Lachaliseinu. Now the Rebbe Meir Chashverish, when the Gzeder is given of Kola Yehudim, Minar Vazakin Tafenoshim, when the time of Purim, when the Gzeder was on all Yidden, men, women, and children. So this this Eimid Malenu Lachaliseinu is even more true Purim than it, or, or than it is Pesach. So why is Vihisha Amda? How did it become part of the Pesach story? And how does it relate specifically to the Agada of Pesach? Finally. So, so to just to just to review very quickly, we already asked about Heilach Ma'anya. How does Heilach Ma'anya connect to the rest of to the rest of the story of Yitzchak Mitzrayim? Why do we say that he didn't eat matzah in the land of Mitzrayim? Then we went from there to Tavadu uh, Mayinu. We asked, what does it mean that had the Eved not taken us out of Mitzrayim, we would still be in Galus? it should have ended after four hundred years or after four generations. Then we asked about Mitchila Eved the Vedazara. Why does it say the Achshav? Kirvanu and and Kirvanu Hamokim Laveidosi. Why do we focus on the now? Why do we focus on what the Avisha did for us and not just on what happened to Avraham Avinu? Uh, and then we asked the Hishamda Lachaira, what is the big Chiddush that the Avisha saves us from our enemies and why is it so relevant to the story of Pesach and not to any other Yantif? The la- we, in the beginning of the Sikha we said that we would also see the, 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 the fundamental elements in the Siyum, not just in the Haskhala, but also in the Siyum. And the Siyum of this section of the Agodah, and uh, like uh, we can see, we end with this on Shabbos Agodah as well, when we tell the basic part of, when we read the basic part of the Agodah after Mincha, that Uvan Olon was based on Pchira, Lechapra, Lechalvinisin, that David built for us a base Migdash, so to atone for all of our sins. And here we're going to have five questions. Start from Fashtain Aleph. In Yedin from the Aleph, Ferts and Friyur, the Kemailis, Tevis, Lamakam, Aleinu, is Nit Muzber in Vasas, Pashteti, Maila. This is coming after the, 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 the Dayenu, where he says, Ilo Etzion, Mitzrayim, Lassabem, Shvatim. He goes through 14 steps, that we, and we thank Hashem for each one. But it doesn't explain what is the uniqueness or the advantage of each step. And as a matter of fact, in some of these steps of things that Avisa did for us, the Mepharshim struggle to understand what was so special about the step. We say that had the Avisa brought us to Sinai and didn't give us the Tehra, Dayenu. So the Mepharshim say, what's Dayenu? What's so special about coming to Sinai if you don't get the Tehra? So, nevertheless, Mepharshim struggle with it, and there's beautiful explanations on it, but what we see is that by none of the previous steps does the Bala HaGodah explain what was special about that step. And only by the last of the 15 steps, all of a sudden here, he explains, he adds in and explains the, the reason why this was so special. Why was it so special? So the question number one is, why does the God feel the need here and out of all the other ones to tell us what was the Mila of this step? Base. Second question. And if he does have a reason to express what was the unique advantage of this step, then he should have gone for the more basic and simple Maila of the Beis HaMikdash, that the, that the, the most fundamental aspect of the Beis HaMikdash was the fact that the Shechina dwelled over there. And even though this Pasek is said by the Mishkan, 
And the Balagad is talking about the base of Khir, the base of Migdash. After they entered into Israel, the Khadrab, the Maile from the base of Migdash, the Fil Gabe Amishkan, is the Takib standing in them, was Madart Kizan Ostrasos Khinabitsugilukus Mukhash. The uh, the advantage of the base of Migdash, even more than in the base of in the Mishkan, was the fact that you were able to see in a physical or a tangible way the revelation of Alakus. Uh, and like the Mishnah of it says, there were 10 miracles that happened in the, uh, to, in the Beis HaMikdash, which were clearly an expression of the Ebishter's Shechina. Why does the Baal HaGod choose the advantage of, uh, or the, the quality of the Beis HaMikdash, that it was there to atone for our sins, and not the fact that the Asherah Shechina was there, that the Shechina could dwell over there. Nochmer, third question, which is, a, uh, which is compounding the second question. In addition to the fact that it was the most important, the most detailed element of the Beis is does Echan It's also an advantage that's relevant to every yid. Even to those who may not need a kapara and atonement. To say that, that the base amygdala is there to atone for our sins, then it seems only relevant to those who have sins that need to be atoned for. So, in question base is asking, why not mention Ashra which is the Indian Ikri, which is the primary function of the base amygdala? And in question Gimel is saying, especially since it's relevant to more people. See if that question Dalit. Why does it use the term and not which is a more commonly, commonly, commonly used term, including in the Haggadah, where it uses the term Question the fifth, final, and most important question. How is it relevant to the story of going out of Mitzrayim? All the previous steps until the, we, the fact that we were, entered, we were brought into Israel. We can understand the connection. As is, as long as they're in they're in the desert, they have not yet settled in the land. Then the redemption and exodus from Mitzrayim is not complete. As is expressed in the fact that after Hashem tells Moshe the four uh, terms. Of redemption, Hashem concludes, and I will bring you to the land. That's the end of the Geula. So as long as they're not yet in the land, the, the, the Geula is not complete, and therefore everything that happens in the Midbar is still part of the of the Geula. But the building of the Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim seemingly has no connection with the Gula from Mitzrayim. Once they entered into Israel, that was the end of the saga of, of Mitzrayim, and it begins a new a new chapter, the chapter of Eretz Yisrael. So how does this Rubbanu Beis How does it connect to the Gula from Mitzrayim? Ad Khan is the questions we have, we have taken. Five passages of the Haggadah. We've analyzed them. We 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 have asked incredible questions. Some of which are questions of the which the Mefarshim ask. Others are the questions that the Rebbe's questions. But these are all a build up to be able to to under, to gain a new understanding in the Haggadah 
and a new understanding in what is the story of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim and how does it affect our Yiddishkeit. The beer Bruchazes, so in Siftes, we're going to start the beer and we're going to say like this, that before we even start the Seder, the Ben, to whom we're doing Vigala Talavincha, is perplexed. He's confused. He says, I can't start the Seder because something is really, really bothering me. And what we're going to see in Siftes, he's bothered by the fact that the Golos Mitzrayim was not an eternal Golem. How is it possible that Hashem, who is, who is Emes and Nitzchi, who is true and eternal, should do something that should not be eternal? Let's see it inside. The Bir before the sun gains knowledge and the details of the slavery and the miracles and wonders of the Gula, there's a number of questions that arise by him that must be addressed even before he begins the Agad. Aleph, question number one. This is a question that a Ben has. He's saying, I don't understand how we're sitting down to the Seder. Why was the exodus out of Mitzrayim not in a manner that it was forever? Adon by a human being, I would understand he is finite and subject to change, and therefore his accomplishments are also subject to change. So it started, it was a good gula, and then it stopped. Which Hashem is the epitome of truth, and everything that Hashem does is true and eternal. So the exodus out of Mitzrayim should have been an eternal and everlasting gula. So why are we still doing here? Why are we still in Golos? We need Stama Golos, not as, as bitter in Golos. It's not just any Golos. It's a very bitter Golos. One that in every generation, they rise up against us to destroy us. Similar and even worse than what we had in Mitzrayim. So we do, what did we gain? It just got worse. So that's, us for, that's the first, that's the Ben's first question. What is happening? How is it possible that Hashem should bring a Geula and we should end up in Golas afterwards? Since the Eden left with great wealth, as the Abishar had promised, how is it possible that there's poverty amongst Eden? He sees that by a Seder table, there are guests that are Guests that are poor, that are they are in need, and they are hungry. So obviously there's poverty still going on. He says, how is it possible? We left with great wealth. How did, when did poverty start? Gimel Nachmer. A very similar question. Additionally. The mitzvah is we're talking to all different types of children. Not only is the wise child sitting at the Seder, also the Rasha is by the Seder. So the, the Ben is trying to figure out. We know that the Rishoyim of that time were not redeemed. They did not go out of Mitzrayim. They died in the three days of deep darkness. Since the Eden that left Mitzrayim were not wicked. How all of a sudden does a Ben Rasha appear by Eden? Seemingly, when we went out of Mitzrayim, everyone was righteous. 
So how all of a sudden does the Russia arrive? Um, we can it again. And you can't say that it's this that this that this Russia that's at the that's at the Seder table is not such a terrible person, is not from the kind of people that would have died in the three days of darkness. Because we're telling this Ben Russia in the answer to his question, we tell him that had you been there, you would have not have gone out of, of Mitzrayim. So we're talking about a person that worried to be in Mitzrayim, he wouldn't have gone out. So how all of a sudden did he become a Russia? He was good if, if he was able to come out of Mitzrayim, which means he wasn't a Russia. How all of a sudden does he become a Russia? Well, these shilas are not These are not logical questions. They're not just logical questions. It disturbs. It does not allow for the whole Seder to go on. The whole story with Sislam. The whole theme of the Seder is a person showing and experiencing as if he himself is going out now from the slavery from Mitzrayim. And because of because he's experiencing the Exodus right now. Therefore, he prepares this place to sit. He sits while reclining in a way of freedom, in a way of royalty, in a way of luxuriousness. Taylor is true. So we have to actually feel this. So the, the Ben is saying, how can you expect me to feel free and to feel like a melech, to feel to feel this freedom? When I know that I'm in Golos, I'm in, I'm in a situation where every generation, there are those that are trying to destroy us. And people are poor. Aniyim bepashtus, literally, financially speaking, and also pour in knowledge to the point that we even have a Ben Rasha at the table. So what are you telling me? I should pretend like I went out of Mitzrayim and I should feel it for real and I should sit there if we're still in Galas, they're still trying to destroy us, uh, 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 the, there are people that are not, that are not wealthy enough to be able to experience a proper Seder, there are people that are not righteous enough, that we call them a Rasha. So, so what's the big whoop? And in order to dispel this confusion, see if Yud is a maktim de piske heilach ma'anyas, we start maggot with the passage of heilach ma'anya. But those is a chag dama vusus mavur, the klolos atechen from the msiva vitsis mitzrayim. Most mehev tan zagimit avadam ayinu. And in heilach ma'anya, we're going to introduce. And it's going to explain what is the theme of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, which we're going to start with about the Mayinu. In order to understand what I'm about to say, I have to first say, Hey, Lach Ma'anya, because that gives me an understanding of the whole story. And, uh, and how do we do that? Let's follow us. The Matzah, as they say, no, I'm going to guess, Noch, Zerezkin from Mitzrayim. The matzah that we're talking about, Heilach Ma'anya, is the matzah that they ate after they went out of Mitzrayim. Which they did not have enough time for it to rise. And they went out of Mitzrayim. But it's in this passage, it's called. That they ate it in the land of Mitzrayim, even though they ate it after they went out of Mitzrayim. But we're calling it that they ate it in Mitzrayim. Just to emphasize, as an eighth in Ayitzia, Mitzrayim is not going to to tell us that the, the fact that they went out of Mitzrayim, the manner with which they went out of Mitzrayim was not complete and they hidden from their own end, 
it's as if they remained in Mitzrayim. This is an entirely new perspective. Something that we were not even expecting to, 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 to realize unless we were to learn this as we're learning it right now. Hey, Lachmaanya, the Acholu, Avasonu, Barad Mitzrayim. The Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, they ate matzah, but in a certain sense, they were still in Mitzrayim. Because the Gula was incomplete. And this explains the next part of the passage. Whoever is hungry, whoever is in need. The fact that there is an existence of poor people. The fact that there is an existence that we are in Golos. That we are here, not in Eretz Yisrael. As we are in Golos and in Avdos, that we are still in exile, we are still in slavery. It originates from the fact that our ancestors are still in Mitzrayim. The Yidin did not go out entirely from the slavery from Mitzrayim. So then this asks, this, this begs the obvious, the obvious question. What was accomplished in Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim? Was the father from Pravin them say that there are and because of that, we would have to perform the Seder in a manner of freedom. Therefore, we continue in the Heilach Manya and say, Next year we will be in Eretz Yisrael. Next year we will be free people. And this is the punch. The Gula from Mitzrayim opened up the pathway and the channel of Gula, which leads to the ultimate Gula. And because of that, because on the night of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, it opened up the possibility for the Gula Amitis Vashlema, and it's going to say in a moment, we're getting closer and closer. This is what we're celebrating. We're not just celebrating the Gula from Mitzrayim because that was not Vashlemus. We're, we're, we're celebrating the Psicha Satsiner for the Gula Ashlema. And therefore, we could celebrate the river came in East, Mekayim, and the Mitzvah for Sipri, and Simon, and Lazar. And the Mechayiv, Adam, Laharis, and Sasmek, Ilu, Hati, Yitzvah, and Sipri, and Mizrahim, Bishlemus. We can experience it in its complete sense, even though it wasn't complete then. The Adrab, Durch, the Mekayim, and Sipri, 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 to the actual cheres. Ukiyaduas dem ganzes van von zinti tzis mitzrayim bees to the gula asida haltmen in ein areskin from mitzrayim. As we know that from the moment of gulas mitzrayim, we are constantly going uh, more and more out of mitzrayim and closer and closer to the gula mitzrayim. So, so therefore, therefore, if we experience real Gula and the night of Pesach, we're actually bringing ourselves closer to the Gula Mitzvah And that's why we're celebrating. We're not just celebrating because the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim then. We're celebrating the fact that then there was an opening, a Psicha Satsiner, to the Gula Ashlema, and tonight we're getting closer. This general theme that is brought out at the very beginning of Magid. To dispel the question of the child, why are we doing a Seder if we're still in Golos? And the answer to the child, that although we're still in Golos, but we're getting closer and closer to the Gula. And on this night is when it all began. 
will continuously through the Haggadah after Manashtana will continuously refer back to this theme as we're going to explain further and all of the questions that we asked up until here are all answered with this with this with this answer. The fact that the Golas Mitzrayim was not Bishlemos. And what we're celebrating tonight is the Eibishter uh, carrying us through Golas. And bringing us closer to the Gula. That idea is answers all of the questions of that we had until now. Because that is what's happening at the Seder. That is what we're doing tonight at the, at, at the, Leila, at the Leila Seder. And that is how this is relevant to the whole Yiddishkeit. Because the whole Yiddishkeit... Every aspect of Yiddishkeit is all part of this journey that we are taking from Gula Smetzrayim to the Gula Mitzvashtim. So now let us explain how does this all relate, how does this idea relate to the rest of the Haggad. Hashem gave Avram the option. In what manner do you want your children to be enslaved? In Gehenim? Or in Golas. When Avram, other the Rebbe said with his days, but that at Uzit Liban Golas and Shot Gehenim. And there's two opinions: who made the choice? Either Hashem made the choice, or Avram made the choice. But either way, the choice was made that the Yidden should go into Golas and not to Gehenim. From them is moving as the Teichin Inyan from Golas. When the Cholerish Golas Mitzrayim is the Zelber Inyan Teichin from Gehenim. Since there was an option given, either Golas or Gehenim. This obviously means that there is a comparison between Golas and Gehenim. They both accomplish the same thing. And what is that thing? Miruk The cleansing and the atoning for the, for the sin. So whether it was Golas or Gehenim, there was, they both have the same objective, and that is to cleanse us from the Chet. Which Chet? The Chet Kipsuti Adalchem the Miruk Literally, the chet that we're talking about is when the sheirish the We're talking about the first sin, the, the, the root and source of all other sins, the sin of the etzadas. So which that was the first chet that caused the shechina to be removed from this world and to go up into the heavens. is there miruk after and therefore. The cleansing of this sin was commanded to Avram. Varum, after which caused the Shechina to be removed from this world and go into the Rakia and to the heaven. So I didn't give enough under the time came six more sins, as is discussed in the Mamor of Basiligani every year. Each of the six sins caused the Shechina to be removed one more level away from heaven to heaven until it ended up in the seventh and furthest heaven. And the first one who began to draw the Shechina back down into this world is who brought down the Shechina from the seventh heaven to the sixth heaven. Dribes Avram is the one who begins the process of bringing the Shechina back to this world. When the Dribes Avram is angezakt, given as Shleimus, Hamiruk and Birur v'Zichol Chachet was durch them kumt of the Shechina l'Matav Eketem Chachet. But Uvketan der Kolos Mitzrayim, therefore Avram was told that the completion, the ultimate completion of of the cleansing and the, of this Chet to refine or to uh, uplift the world uh, uh, and fix it. 
from the sin is going to happen to the Golos Mitzrayim. So we have Chetis Adas that caused the Silek Hashchina. Then came other Chatoim, which were uh, outcome of the first Chet. Then Hashem tells Abraham Avinu, listen, I know it's a problem. It's a Chet and the Silek Hashchina, but you start the process, bringing the Shechina back to the world, and then there's going to be a Golos Mitzrayim that's going to refine the Yidin, it's going to cleanse the Yidin, it's going to cleanse the world, and then there's going to be Miruk Bekaparas Achet. The Shechina will be able to come back down to this world. Now, had the Yidin been meritorious, had they been deserving, then this would have been the only and last Golos. And then the Gula would have been a complete Gula. And then not, no, not further exiles, nor the Malachamavas would have any control over a Yid. Just like before the very first sin, that there was nothing that could affect and since in the end the Golos Mitzrayim did not have this ultimate complete effect as we're going to say later later on we're going to speak about the fact that that it has to that, that what happened by Mitzrayim came from the Ebishter and what, what was needed that it should come from the Yidin as well which uh, we'll talk about Kiddul Kaman, but since it did not have the desired results, that there wasn't a miruk v'kapara b'shleimus, therefore it had to be that the Abister pulled us out of Mitzrayim with a strong hand. Neged Midas Adin, the Abister had to use strength against Midas Adin, against the Abister's own Midah of judgment. But Mitzad Midas Adin v'acheshvin herzich nitain, from from the perspective of the Midah of judgment, the Midah of taking everything into account and accounting it properly, then, then there is a good claim. As a Yehister, Mechovun, Matarov, and Golos, Rashi, Mitzrayim, Tzupeos, and the Bidur, Vezichach, Vahidun, Unvel, Pitzumatzav, Ilifnei, Achet, since the ultimate goal and purpose of the Golos, Mitzrayim, which was to... to to refine and cleanse the Yidin and the world, to bring it back to, this, to the pre-Chet Etadah state, it was not fulfilled completely. Then the, there's no room for, it, for the Gula. We, we, the effort was unsuccessful. And therefore it had to be beyond Chazaka, the Abishta had to rise up, so to speak, against his own Midas Adin, take the Yidin out of Gavas. Because Midas Adin claimed there's no reason for Gula. This also explains why it says that Hashem took us out. As the going out of Mitzrayim came from the Ebishter. From the perspective or from the state in which the Yidin were in, they were not ready for it, worthy for it. As it is known, that the Yidin were deeply immersed in 49 levels of impurity. And had they been delayed in Mitzrayim for one more instant, the God forbid they couldn't have been redeemed. They were so deep in the Tumah, the impurity of Mitzrayim. And therefore the Abishter had to pull them out. So not only is beyond Chazaka that the Abishter had to go up against Midas Adin, the Abishter had to also go up against the Yidin themselves. The Yidin were ready to go out. The Abishter had to pull them out. 
to say the same thing, but in the words of Chassidus, as the Alter Rebbe explains, the Pasuk says that the Yidin escaped. They ran away from Mitzrayim. Why did it have to be in a manner of an escape? Is there time there for the reason is? Because the evil within their soul was still in its full strength and its full intensity. The Gola came about because the Abister, the essence of the Abister, revealed himself. This penetrated their, their core, their Pintalayid. And they couldn't accept, they couldn't be fooled by the Ruach Shtus who is covering up over the truth. As in the Matzav that they could be immersed in Tumah and at the same time be connected with Abishter. That's the Ruach Shtus. The Ruach Shtus says, do what you want to do and you don't lose your connection. But the Abishter revealed himself to them and the Abishter gave them uh, uh, the Abister the, the penetrated their, their Pintalayid, all of a sudden they couldn't fool themselves anymore. They realized that they have to make a choice. Either they want to be connected to Abister or they're going to be immersed in, in, in Tumah. And this caused, this affected that they should escape. They realized we want the connection to the Abister. And therefore they escaped from the Ra. This is similar to what is explained in Tanya. Even a person on a very, very low level, that the chachma of his nefesh is in a state of exile and in a state of slumber, which means it's not functioning. When they come to a challenge in a matter of faith, which this reaches the chachma in their soul, then the chachma is awoken from its slumber and it has an impact. And even these people who are on such a low level are ready to sacrifice their lives for the holiness of the Abishter's name because when it comes to a matter of their essence, then they are ready to give everything up. Similarly, when their Nekudas Hayadas was awoken, they escaped, they ran away from the Ra. But how did this happen? Only because That's what it means in the Haggadah, the Abish had to slap us out, because they, and he did so through because on their own, the Yidin weren't ready to go out. So this gives us a perspective of what was happening in Mitzrayim. The Yidin were stuck in Mitzrayim. The Yidin weren't on, were, were, on their own accord, were not ready to go out. But all of a sudden, there was a revelation. David went up against me, the Sadin, and, and, and slept us out of Mitzrayim by revealing to us our Nekudas Ayadus, the core of our Neshama, the core of our Yiddishkeit, and our connection to David. Now we can go back to Avodah Mayinu. Now we understand this passage. We say that David not taking us out of Mitzrayim, then we and our children and our children's children would still be enslaved to Pareh. Because if Hashem had not pulled us out, well, the goal of Mitzrayim is to take us out of Mitzrayim, then the goal of Mitzrayim would have continued, it would have continued on until we would reach the completion of the cleansing and of 
of the refinement be to the Golasida to the Golasida. The Golas Mitzrayim would have gone all the way to the Golasida. And I want to say two things. This is the way I understand it. Number one, in the beginning, when he asked this question, he said, were they to have been, would the Golas have been, fra, uh, uh, he says in the question there, had the, the, the Be'etzim been av, Avadim, then you would have to have a special thing to pull them out of Mitzrayim. But the is that there were Be'etzim B'nei Chayrin. So as soon as the, the, the designated time of 400 years finished, they should have automatically reverted back to B'nei Chayrin. That was how he rephrased the question. But now we understand that they weren't automatically B'nei Chayrin. Because they were, they were trying to deal with the kapara and the miruk, the, the cleansing for the chetit sadas. That's where they're coming from. And that, so they, they couldn't automatically revert to B'nei Chayrin because they had a job to do. They had to, they had to, be um, um, uh, the world after chetit sadas. That's one could. I, this 400 years. So that the Rebbe addresses in the order 74. He says like this. He says that it's possible, and we've seen practices in the Spotim, that an Ebed after six years says, I have to use Adonia, Sishti, He says, I want to stay in Golos. He says, even had the Abis have pulled them out after 400 years, but not in the, in the matter of, of, uh, but the Abish had said 400 years are up, so they're reverting to, and they're, they would have gone back. As a matter of fact, in, in later on in Chumas, we see, they said, they said, we want to go back. And later on, people did go back. So in other words, what we say, maybe not physically, but emotionally, that had, had called man, we were not able to complete the miruk and the kapara sachet, then even if we were, even if we did end the 400 years, and when the slavery did end, it wouldn't have truly ended. We would have still been mishubadim to pare. So therefore, the 400 years is, would not have been the end of it. Because we would have still been bound to Mitzrayim. So this is the Pshat. The Pshat is, as I yes, that the whole purpose of God's Mitzrayim was to cleanse and to be Mavara the world. And that didn't happen. So therefore, we would have been stuck in Mitzrayim, literally. And it's only because the Avister pulled us out against Midas Adin And against our own will that we actually ended up out of Mitzrayim. And in this other passage of the Haggadah, which we also refer to as Maschil Bignus, is again emphasizing the same point. Originally, originally, our ancestors were idol worshippers. And now the Avister brought us closer. The closeness that the Avister is pulling us in is even right now. Because on our own, we're not done yet. We're not, we're not automatically close. We need the Abishter till today. We need the Abishter to pull us in. Then it's not because of the state of the Eden, because the Eden have worked upon it, and therefore they become close. Because the Abishter is constantly bringing us closer. In other words, the Achshav, we asked, why did they say the Achshav? It's understood, because the Yais that the Golu of Bissai was not Bishlemus, therefore still till today, we're still dependent on the Abishter for this Kiruv. And it says, Kirvanu HaMokim, because without the Abishter, it couldn't have happened. The Abishter is pulling the strings. Although we're doing our part, we're doing, we're, we're doing some effort, but obviously not enough. And therefore, the Achshav, even today, sitting by the Seder table, Kervanu Amokim, we're still dependent on the Abishter to draw us in closer.
Now we're going to understand the shtikl of the Isha Amda, how it is relevant to the Pesach Seder. That explains why there's a possibility for a Ben Rasha to exist, because since Kulos Mitzrayim was incomplete, therefore it's possible still for, for a Rasha to, uh, to, to come into being. Why, how it is possible that in the future generations after Mitzrayim, the, uh, the, the, the enemies rise up against us to destroy us. The only reason that they are not able to fulfill their desire is because the Abish are saving us. As we said before, as long as we have not completed the ultimate goal and purpose, which is the complete birur of the world, are not entirely cleansed and refined from their bad. There could even be a Russia amongst us. Therefore, from the perspective of Midas Adin, it's possible that nations should rise up against us to destroy us, and it's only because of the Yevishter that saves us from, from their hands. So, these three pieces, Avodu Mayinu, and and Amda, are all telling the same story. They're all telling the story that is the Abishter that took us out of Mitzrayim. It is the Abishter that brings us closer to him. It is the Abishter that saves us from our enemies because as long as the Geula is not complete, we are still dependent on the Abishter because we ourselves cannot pull it off on our own. In Sifudalad, he's going to take a little break. Just going to ask a question and give it a quick answer that'll, that'll actually explain another couple of words in the Haggadah. But it, 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 before we get to, to the Lechapra called Veneseno, which is, will be in, in the Sif after that. There's a question that we must address. How is it possible that Yidin should become so deeply immersed in the evil, in the evil, and in the, in the impurity of Mitzrayim to the point that on their own they should not be able to go out of Mitzrayim? To address this question, is there Baal HaGadim Mamshichu Madgis Vayerei Weisanu? The Baal HaGadim continues and says Vayerei Weisanu. It's very, very interesting. Vayerei Weisanu, literally, Vayerei means they did bad. Weisanu means us. It doesn't mean they did bad to us. It means they made us bad. But the Pirish Tefuniz as the Mitzrim of an Unz Gimacht Faroim. They made us into bad, bad people. But the Far State, Weisanu Nid Vayerei Olanu. Vayerei Olanu means they did bad things to us. Vayerei Oisano means they made us into bad people. The Mitzrayim have been piled given in Eden as a ra to in Eden that they need given shaykh mitzadatzma. The Yidden they they injected into the Yidden such a bad that the Yidden were not really uh, uh, capable of on their own. Mer from their bchinis ra was a gedarfness barer when they called us to be Mitzrayim more than the ra that they needed to access in order to be mevarer the world through to be Mitzrayim. In other words, the Eibushter. Abishter put them in Mitzrayim amongst the Rao of Mitzrayim. The purpose was to be Mavaret. But then came the Mitzrayim and they injected extra Ra into the Yidin. And because of that, they, dra they dragged them down to a point that they got stuck in the Memtashari Tumor. Al Dedek Vidar Teres of Tekasha, this is similar to the question, uh, the answer to the question. The question is asked why did the Mitzrayim, why were they punished? 
if they were just fulfilling the Eivishes Gzeda. The Eivishes Gzeda was that the Yidden should be enslaved and tortured in Mitzrayim. They, they, they were just fulfilling Hashem's, Hashem's uh, 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 decree. So why were they punished for it? It was Eine from the Yudim and the Miz. One of the explanations, this is the explanation of the Ramban, they were punished because the Yidden suffered the severity of the slavery. But they made it much worse than the Xeda was. The Xeda was about Nuvinu And the Mitzvim, they took this and they made it a hundred times. And a hundred. They made it many, many times worse. They made it much worse for the Yidden. Similarly, the Yidden were, 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 immer, were, were dropped into Mitzrayim and Terah. And the purpose was to be mevarer the Ram. And the Mitzrayim came by Yerei They injected the Yidin into, uh, with much more of a Ra, that they made Yidin into bad. They caused that the Yidin should be immersed in such a deep level of Tumah that only the Evishter could get them out of there. This is a, a side point, so to speak, that, that uh, explains how this is even possible. How is the Shaykh for the Yidin to get stuck, so stuck? And the answer is, because the Mitzrayim did a terrible, terrible job. Okay, so now we're going to go back to, to the Haggadah, to the Chaper al We answered our questions. We answered why he lachmanya, how it's relevant to the Seder, because it's, it's addressing a basic question that the, that the Ben has. How is it possible for us to celebrate now if, if, if there's Golas? Why, why are there poor people there? Why are there, why, why are there bad people? And the answer is that the Golas wasn't a Golas. Nevertheless, we're celebrating because the Abishter took us out of Golas Mitzrayim and opened up a door to the Golas. And every moment and every and every day, we're getting closer and closer. And the night of the Seder, when we experience the Cheros, we're actually bringing ourselves closer, the world closer to the Golas Mitzvah And that's what we're celebrating. And this point is brought out in the Agada in Avada Mayinu, that it's the Ebishter who took us out. And and in the and the whole story of the Seder is the fact that the Ebishter is constantly helping us and taking us and lifting us and bringing us closer uh, 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 to the Shleimus Habir and ultimately to, ultimately to the Geula. We said that that this this idea is also going to be understood from the Siyum, from the end of the Nusach HaGadah, which is in the Lechapar al So in the next few Seifim, we're going to learn and answer the questions of Lechapar al following the sa- this same theme, that it is the Eivishter who is taking us, who took us out of Golos and is bringing us to the Gula. And it goes like this. But after this whole explanation, we could still ask a very fundamental and difficult question. Since Golos Mitzrayim did not ultimately accomplish the complete and proper refinement. What is the whole tumult? What is the whole excitement of going out of Mitzrayim and telling over the story? And even though it's beautiful. And the Abishash left us out. And that the Abishter opened up a door, a channel, a pathway to the ultimate Gula. But it's fart, we're still in Golas. So what are we making such a big deal out of it? This is why when it comes to the end of the Haggadah, and the Haggadah, the Haggadah is supposed to be the Shvach, the praise, the praiseworthiness of the story. The Abishter built for us a Bechira. A, a, a chosen home to atone for all of our sins. If you remember, we're talking about Kaparas Avenus. 
That's how we, that's, how we, that's how we got her in the first place. So lechaper al kolav is on the same theme that we've been talking till now. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're going to first talk about the word beis habchira. We're going to talk about the idea of bechira. Bechira choosing is only the idea of choosing is only possible when there's no reason to choose one over the other. Because when you choose, if there's a reason to choose one over the other, then you didn't make a choice. You just, you just, there was a there were pros and cons, and you went to more pros and then cons. So you took this because this was this made more sense. That's not called bechira. Bechira means when there's no reason at all to choose one over the other, and the boicher, the chooser. Picks one. This idea of choosing is only possible with the Ebishter. But the Ebishter, by, by, by a person, a person is going to be influenced by something. Influenced by whatever it might be. It's always going to be influenced in his choice. The Ebishter, there's no outside influence. There's no entity outside of the Ebishter to influence him. Therefore, only the Ebishter can make a choice. So if you go back to Mitzad Atzmusay, Yaakov and Esav are brothers. They're equals. And because Atzmus makes a choice, not that one is greater than the other, but but he makes a clean choice, so to speak. He's a Becher Ba'am Yisrael. The Abishter chooses Am Yisrael as the Pasuk continues. I love Yaakov and I despise Esav. In other words, Abishter looks at two equal things, Yaakov and Esav, and then chooses Yaakov, chooses Amisra. Does heist, the Shadish, the Amitis, Inyan Abchiris, Mitzadem, was eaten by an Einzach, and Yachum, that's Musa Yisbarch. Yisrael, Kutsubrich, Kulachat. The Abishter chooses Yidin because inherently they are one thing with the Abishter. And the Gilu from the Bechira Lamata is Beifin, as Bechitseni, so Begoli, Zat Uis, as Aches of the Yaakov, says an Abed Beshava, Beafal Pikain, Vayavis Yaakov, as Esas and Esi. And how do we see this choice in this world? We see that there is an element where they are equal, and yet the Abishar chooses Esau, Yaakov, over Esau. And thus is their Teichen and Inya for Golos of Sis Mitzrayim. And this is the idea of going on Mitzrayim. But when we look at it from the perspective of this world, over here we're looking at the perspective of Midasadin. The way we see it from the perspective of this world, had the Yidden remained in Mitzrayim for one more instant, they would have not been able to be redeemed. From the perspective of this world, they were looking at their level, and on their level they were not worthy of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Oh, Esav the Yaakov, they were a brother, they weren't equal to Esav. They were both, both Yidin and Lahavdul Mitzrayim, were idol worshippers. And therefore, they weren't worthy to see Mitzrayim. And therefore, you had to have the Biyot Chazaka to schlep the Yidin out of Mitzrayim because they weren't worthy of it on their own. But on a deeper level, on the truest, most level, the Geula comes from Atmos. The Abishar makes the choice and chooses the Shamas Yisrael. Because they are one with the Abishar. And I can never exchange them for another people.
So the idea of Bechira, Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, is that on the surface, we need to rely on the Yad Chazaka, but, in, but, but truthfully, and, in, and, and on the deepest, most level, the Yidin were taken out of Mitzrayim because the Abish, there was Becher in them, because Abish, there was Becher in Am Yisrael, because Yidin and the Abish, are really one thing. We didn't yet answer the relevance of this, of this uh, 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 shtickle, of this Subhan Allah Nabi Sabkhira to Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. We, we, we just explained the connection between Bechira and Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. That the fact that the Abish took the Yidin out of Golos, is because the Abish was Bechir and Am Yisrael. We're now going to go to the Beis Amikdash and understand how this is relevant to the Beis Amikdash, to Kaparas Avenus, and then we'll come back to the Haggadah. This also explains why because of Beis HaBechira, because this is a place of Bechira, of the Abishters choosing, therefore it can, it can accomplish a Kapora, not just a Mechila V'Slicha, but a Kapora and all the Averis. In the level of Seder Shalos, where we don't see in a revealed way how Yidin and the are one with the Abishter. Similar to a father and son who are two in this world, who are two separate entities. And in a place this in this world, when a person does a sin, commits a sin, it has an effect and it creates a blemish. Here we have to accomplish kapara. We have to remove the dirt and the blemish that was caused by the sin through shibut, through slavery, through golos. But because of the inherent connection of a yidu the abister through bechira, is lechaper la mitosa bishleimus hakalavenisenu. We, we are a, this is able to accomplish a complete and true kapara on all of Averis. This creates an automatic kapara. It's a place where sins don't have any effect. And if you're able to draw down from the level of Bechira, this can have an effect even on this, on the Metzias, on the physicality of it in this world. So that's the idea of Beis HaBechira, Lechapar HaKol Aveniseinu. When you're coming from the perspective of the Bechira of the Ebishter, then there's a Kapar HaKol Avenus, because it's coming from a level that is higher than Avedis, and it comes down and affects the person even in this world, even as he is in his, in his Metzius. Sees Nor. As a Rav Zman, is a Metzius It's just, when we look at it from the bird's eye, we're looking at two elements of it, that are technically happening at the same time. From the perspective of Seder HaShtal Shalos, there has to be a Shibut V'Golos in order to remove the, the, the dirt. And Mitzad, the Bechira, it happens by itself. But that's in the bird's eye view. But if you bring it down into chronology, into Zman, into time, then it has to be in an orderly fashion. Bisman Golos Fitzies Mitzrayim Hotzich Ongizen Di Geula 
Wie das ist besedere Stasels Kibarachom und es darf sein beyond Chazaka. When they were in the time of Galus and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, then we only saw it from the perspective of Seder Ayishtalshulus, that they had to escape Mitzrayim, and they had to be beyond Chazaka, because otherwise it wouldn't happen. And the revelation that it came from the choice of the Abister from Atmos. And there was the completion of the Kapara. Is give, uh, uh, that, that the kapara for the Aveda was done. Is given when that didn't happen until the Abister brought us into into Israel and built for us a base of Khira, which 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 was a place that was coming from the Bechira of the Abister, and therefore there was a kapara on all the Avedas. So this, uh, even though we're not we're not done yet, but this answers. Our questions. We asked, why does he have to tell us the Chaper al-Kol of Why did this Maila out of all 15 tell us the Maila, the, the reason of it? The answer is, because the whole reason they ended up in Golos was for Kapora Savenus. And this is the end of the story. So therefore it has to tell us the Chaper al-Kol of that the story finished. And why does he focus on the Chaper al-Kol of and not on Vishachanti Vesecham? Because that's the whole goal where we're headed to. And why does he use the word Beisah Bechira? Because it's about Bechira. It's about, it, 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 the point we're focusing on is that because of the Bechira of the Ebishter, therefore he took us out of Mitzrayim and, us, and gave us a Beis HaMikdash to complete Kapara Sa'avainus. And how, does it, how is it relevant to the story of Itzias Mitzrayim? This is the end of the story. The end of the story did not finish when they entered into Mitzrayim, like we thought in the question. The end of the story is when we reached the ultimate Kapara Sa'avainus, which was when the Ebishter built as a Beis HaBechira. And thus, when they built as a Beis HaBechira, this is actually also relevant to the actual Samikdash. Which over there, the Kapara was brought about through Karbanes from the base of Khiramikdash because in the Samikdash. The Abishter's choice became revealed, and therefore we did not need Shibut Vigalas anymore. All we need is Karbanis, Melash and Kirov. We had to become closer and closer to Hashem, and it became possible to, to have Kapara Sa'avainis even without Shibut Vigalus. And we could say that this is the deeper meaning of the word. We end with the der- we start with the derogatory and we end with the praiseworthy. When we start the story, it tells us how this the, ex- the exodus came through above. As if to say that Yidin from on their own were not worthy of the gula. That's the gnus. It came by Yitzhi Eino Hashem Lekeinu. Hayitzi Hashem Lekeinu Misham. Kodesh Baruch Hu Bishvach. As Eif Dalam Atav and Nesgal Lanyana Amiti. Beis Abchir Lechapar Lekol Venisenu Kinal. The end of the Haggadah is Bishvach. Is the praiseworthiness of the Yidin. That the Abishar chose us and it becomes revealed in this world. That the Abishar chose us. And because of that there is a Kaparas Venus. And through telling the story and experiencing it, as if you are right now going out of Mitzrayim, we will merit that the fact that the Yidin are going to go out and go to Nisan happens in this Nisan. 
רבי יהושע, ואז במדרש שחריעו, הוא סוסם כדאייתוי, אז בניסן ניגלו, בניסן נסידנו להיגויל, אז דיגאולו קום תפונן אורטוס, אז למיילה לגמרי מסירוס דלתתא, דהיינו למיילה לגמרי מבחינת תשובה, ודיגאולו קאמס, בניסן ניגלו, בניסן נסידנו להיגויל, דיגאולו קאמס מפלייס, that is higher than מסירוס דלתתא, higher than what we could do through our own Aveda, higher than our תשובה, ואז פנדר מדרג ואומרת ילד הזוכר, אגולו שיש לקיום, But the Gula comes, uh, it's, a, it's a permanent and everlasting Gula, even if even if it's a Gula that's coming from above, which usually we say that if it comes from above, it doesn't last because it has to come from, with, from within us. But when it comes from the place of it comes from a very, very high place that's able to survive and be everlasting. As it's very, the next year, we are in Eretz Yisrael. Next year, we are in Bnei Chayrin. We had more tights, like the Fiji Gerebbe would say, as Nidmid Arvartan Chaz Shalom B'Zashana Abba. L'Shana Abba doesn't mean we should wait until next year. That is where take of Miyad B'Nissan Zeh. It happens in this Nissan. And automatically by next year, we will be in Eretz Yisrael. We will be free people. And then we will thank Hashem. Thank you for our gola and for the redemption of our souls. May it be the cut of Mamish.